Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. A very good evening. Welcome to the program, Disability Inclusion. My name is Jennifer Ogo, your host. Another one, welcome to the program Disability Inclusion on the network service of Radio Nigeria. Now, approximately, there are 1 billion persons with disabilities worldwide, which is 15% of the global population. Evidence shows that persons with disabilities are disproportionately represented, whether it be in developed or developing nations. Persons with disabilities tend to be economically and socially excluded from the society, significantly affecting their daily lives. Now, the lack of representation hinders societal growth and negates contributions to their fundamental human rights. The media can play a vital role in influencing public opinion and establishing societal norms. Persons with disabilities are rarely covered in the media, and when they are, it is often based on negative stereotypes or seen as objects of pity. Sometimes they are greatly exaggerated as superheroes that inspire persons without disabilities, not the disability community. Now, the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, CRPD, is a tool that can be used to enhance the work of the media. Fortunately, the Albino Foundation has established Journalists for Disability Inclusion, J4I, an association that reports on the stories of persons with disabilities and provides a platform that expresses human rights. On today's program, we will be discussing what can be done by the media to raise the awareness needed to create an inclusive society for all. Yes, and we have our guest for today's program, Dr. Adibukola Adibayo, who is an inclusive development specialist. Good evening, sir, and welcome to the program. Good evening. Uh, listeners, good evening, Jennifer. Nice to be with you. Yeah, just to let you know that this program is audience participatory. I'll be reintroducing our guests and also the topic for discussion for today, but only if you keep your dialogue to stay with us. Disability inclusion campaign envision an inclusive society for all. Persons with disability must be mainstreamed in all sphere of our society. I am Jake Epele, Chief Executive Officer and Founder the Albino Foundation, and I approve this message. It's good to know you're still with us on the program Disability Inclusion on the Network Service of Radio Nigeria. So we'll be calling out the phone line shortly, but um, it's better if you definitely, you know, hold your phone and uh, pick, um, dial the number to call um, as we look at the topic, the media and its importance on the road to disability inclusion and when we're talking about the media yes we know we have the media as an association as um, a sector in our society as a vital sector but you notice that most people these days actually you know 
<laughs> they take up that role as journalists, they take up that role as eyewitnesses. So it's important for you to contribute um, to the program. But um, let's uh, move over to our guest, at least let's get to know him better. And um, let's know what he has for us on the program today. So Dr. Adebukola Adebayo, yeah, an inclusive development specialist. How, how has that been for you so far? What has been the experience? And let me not forget to mention that he's actually um, visually impaired, so he's a person with disability, and he's our guest for today's program. So, Dr. Bukola, how has this um, experience been for you so far as an inclusive development specialist? Thank you. Uh, I Inclusive development is a development that does not leave anyone behind, just as uh, we slew a slogan for the Sustainable Development Goals. It's the process of ensuring that everyone, regardless of age, gender, uh, disability, or other social status, uh, are included in every aspect of development you know, in society. Mm. And so um, I more or less uh, represent disability inclusive development. Uh, and so what we do is to push for uh, inclusion of persons with disabilities in all spheres of national and local or even global development. And uh, if you link that up with what we're discussing in terms of the media, so uh, disability inclusion in the media space is one aspect, one major aspect of development that uh, is very key mm. because of the role it plays in keeping the public informed about uh, what disability is and how to you know include persons with disabilities in, in the developmental processes. All right. Now, in the media, um, persons with disabilities are either being laced with, you know, a comic or comedy or pity, you know, as a person with disability now. How does this make you feel? Well, of course, it's not good. <laughs> that's not the, mm. that's the kind of uh, stereotypic, uh, uh, attitude we get, uh, and that's what has also left led to the uh, persistent exclusion of persons with disabilities uh, when they are believed not to be uh, able to contribute to development, other than to receive, you know, pity or receive charity and things like that. So uh, that that's been one of the big major bane of disability inclusion in, in the country and globally, generally. In terms of being portrayed, you know, in a stereotypical kind of way, um, persons with disabilities are also being perceived as members of the society that are not, you know, able to participate fully in, you know, our day-to-day -day activities, placing them in a position where they are receivers instead of implementers, you know, in the society. What should be done to combat this, you know, kind of stereotypes or various kind of stereotypes in this manner? that is constantly being portrayed in the media? Yes, I, I think uh, one of what should be done is what we're already doing here, uh, courtesy the Albino Foundation and the uh, FRCN. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, there the are foundational uh, steps that should be taken. Uh, there, there are two twin-track approach that we can use as media practitioners, organizations to uh, uh, reduce or even eradicate these uh, negative uh, beliefs and practices you know about persons with disabilities the first is you know to have you know standalone 
programs, you know, that speak purely to disability issues, like the one you are doing presently. So it's expected that media organizations have, you know, programs, specific programs, be it the print, you have specific, you know, uh, bits that cover disability in particular. Then, of course, the second track of this twin track I mentioned is for all media organizations and practitioners to mainstream disability inclusion in every other aspect of their reportage and programming. Mm. That means that when you are covering sports, when you are covering education, when you are covering health, transport, entertainment, uh, hospitality industry, mines industry, and all of that, power sector, agri-sector, any sector in life that you are covering as a media, disability is impacted by it. Or it, you know, so or it impacts on disability as well, or persons with disabilities. So it needs for media practitioners and organizations to know this and ensure that when you are, for example, interviewing a minister of education or a minister for health, there's need to you know, bring that inclusion aspect into it to ask questions on how this policy or program you know, benefits vulnerable groups, especially those with disabilities. You know. so, but when you bring in this, you know, when you have these programs, and they are not inclusive of persons with disabilities, then it continues the stereotypic thing we are talking about. You know, then th that's one part. Another part of the mainstreaming is to is to try to also bring in persons with disabilities as experts. First and foremost, I am a political scientist. I specialize in election management. Mm. Okay, apart from being uh, an inclusive development specialist. In the, talking about across all sectors now, mm. but by training I'm a political scientist and I have done a lot of work around election management. And so, when you're talking about election on election day, when you look at you know uh, live coverage of many studios, you don't see people with disabilities on on the seat in the panel. Yeah, okay. I, I was actually going to ask you that question now yeah. in terms of content. You know, yeah. how should the media really increase disability inclusive content in reporting? You know, basically, no, like, like, say, maybe 30 to 40% of, you know, their content they put out, you know, to the public. Do you think this will help shape the perception or even re-rent the society about disability and persons with disabilities? Yes, absolutely. That, that's what I was talking about. You know, I talked about two twin track. Yeah. The first track is, for example, the one we're doing now. The other track also splits into two, which the first one, of course, is about co making sure and this, of course, is a policy-based you know, uh, approach because if the media organization does not have the enabling policy or guidelines to, to ensure or checklist or any, any you know, kind of framework to, to guide them, the tendency to easily forget is very high. Okay? So there has to be a policy, a guideline or a checklist of some sort or framework that guides every employee in that, in that media organization such that whenever they are putting a story together or putting a program together, there is a, hey, wait, check. Mm. Is this program, is this process inclusive? And when you talk of inclusion, we're talking of gender, you're talking of age, you're talking of, you know, uh, other social, and of course, disability. Mm. Okay, so if there is that check, if there is that mechanism to always check, you know, in this news package, does, th does this bring in anything about disability? 
and so on and so forth. So if we are able to do all of this, it will help. And I was going to say before you asked the, the question is that you should also bring in persons with disabilities as experts to yes. discuss power. There are engineers who are people with disabilities. There are mm. medical doctors who are people with disabilities. There, there, there are lawyers who are people with disabilities. And you so think on and it, so it will go a long way to curb sure, it will. discrimination? It then shows that what it shows, what it demonstrates, is that people with disabilities are not just limited to discussing disability. Yes. They can also discuss uh, uh, governance, they can discuss politics, they can discuss the economy, they can discuss sports, and so on. Mm. Okay? So we've done a lot of research and we've done a lot of mapping, I mean, a lot of baselining to, to, to look at, to take, you know, a random. No, uh, anal analysis of media content, and we see that oftentimes there's just that huge gap, you know, of uh, poor coverage and poor inclusion, you know, disability inclusion in con media content. All right, so we're calling out the phone line 0705 149 0910482. So I take those numbers again really slowly this time. 0705 0915-0915-0914-082. That's the number to call. There's that number to call now on the program Disability Inclusion for today as we are looking at the media and its importance, you know, to disability inclusion, especially here in Nigeria. We have um, Dr. Adibukola Adibayo, an inclusive development specialist, as our guest for today. Now, being an inclusive development specialist, let's now talk about the use of language, you know, to describe a person with disability or persons with disabilities. Language can be used to mold people's perception and how they are received by the society. You understand? For instance, the term persons with disability over persons living with disability. Now, according to the UNCRPD, that's the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disability, it's been stated that it's a person with disability, not a person living with disability, because with or without that disability, he or she can perform like every member of the society. That is what we keep saying, you know, in the program. Now, how can we access these various terminologies, you know, being used in the media? Now, most media practitioners, now, of course, I'm able to know this because consistently I've been presenting this program and I get familiar with, you know, most of these terminologies. How do we now reiterate and train and educate most of these media practitioners on the use of language? Because at the end of the day, that the fortress of the society. Um, how you see a society is what the media portrays. So how do we... Okay, we have a caller on the program. Hello, good evening. Hello. Please call us back on 0705-149-3324. or 0915 0910482. All right. Hello. Good evening. Kindly call us back. We are talking about the media and its importance to disability inclusion. So I don't know if you got my last question. Sir. Yeah, yes, yeah. you talked about the language. Yes, yes you, the use you, of some terminologies. Um, some of these languages, uh, the expressions emerge from 
uh, beliefs, uh, uh, social uh, and traditional beliefs and practices, okay. uh, which are mostly charity oriented. Hello, good evening. Sorry to cut you. Yeah. Got you short, sir. Hello, good evening. Hello. I yeah, hello, Grizzly. Good evening. Thank you so much for calling us. You sound really excited yeah. today. Yeah, my name is Shebu across the nation. Across the nation. So, what part of the nation are you calling us from? Hello? Yeah, what part of Nigeria? What part of the nation? Yeah. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Please, so uh, I, I just want to ask a question. Yeah, please, I just want to ask a quick question. Go ahead, please. Hello? Go ahead. Across the nation, go ahead and ask your yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I please, I just want to ask a quick question. Yeah, this mask couple that we are using now. Hello? Uh, is it as uh, 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 separation for mass disability that uh, for for checking disability or or for general? That's my question. In what area are you talking about? This microphone. Mass I think he's asking. Yeah, that's my question. He's asking okay. about the equipment using. Yes. Uh, that are they specific for disability or the general? That means whether anybody can use them. Yeah, you have an answer to that. Uh, of course, uh, uh, there is what you call universal design. Mm. This means that uh, equipments are now being designed in such a way that they can be used by anybody. This cuts across uh, various media tools like cameras, like phones, um, recorders, and so on. I, I, I have a camera on my phone that I can, as a blind person, use to take pictures, you know, almost uh, uh, efficiently mm. with little or no errors, you know, because th these things have been improved upon, you know, almost as frequently as possible, and they make them more accessible, you know, things that you think you couldn't do 10, 15 years back, you can now do them. People take pictures now, and my, my screen reader can describe what's in the pictures to me. So if I, if a media practitioner with disability, you, you can still even <laughs> do some photography if you yes. if you have the training. So the, the microphones, the, the the cameras, the recorders, and other even con consoles that, that are used in studios are now being designed in accessible formats to empower persons with disabilities who are journalists, who are broadcasters, and so on. You have blind, you know, deaf producers. You, you'll be worried that as a deaf producer, you, you can't hear sound. But there are softwares, there are equipments mm. that help deaf people to navigate some of these equipments or spaces as effectively as those who are hearing. It's all about knowledge, it's about finding out how these things work, where they are. Of course, we don't make many of them here. In, we don't make any of them here in Nigeria. They're imported. But of course, if you need them, you, you, you can go for them just to improve accessibility in the media for people with disabilities. All right, number to call is 0705-149-3324, 0705-149-3324, or 0915-091-0482, 0915-091-0482. Now, before the caller actually 
called in. Um, we're talking about the use, okay, of, the use of language. Languages so, and so I said that that emerges often emerges from the from our social and cultural background, and this a lot of us stick, you know, to this, which is of course wrong. The standard language to use globally is the person first language (PFL), which puts the person before disability. So the emphasis is on the person, not the disability. Of course, you do not ignore the disability because that's what you need to be able to make provisions, necessary accessibility and inclusivity provisions in the media. But the use of language is very key because that also speaks to the mind of people. You know, so if, when you use and you learn and use these languages, these you know positive languages, it helps to improve you know the the the, the image of persons with disabilities. For example. When you you don't use uh, things like cripple instead of person with physical disability, mm. when you don't use deaf, dumb or something like that instead of deaf, a person who is deaf is deaf. A person who is blind is called a blind person, not any other thing. Mm. So we we tend to try to uh, uh, romanticize some of the or patronize we use patronizing languages, which of course might appear pleasant to to the ear ear. But it does not change that negative mindset that people have, you know. So and that's why it's good to call a spade a spade when disability, you know, is is mentioned. Not trying to, you know, sugarcoat it because you think you might be offending the person if if you if you say it as it is. Globally, the standard is person with disability, and some of these things are available online. So every media practitioner, every media organization can access some of this, and I think. Organizations like uh, the Abino Foundation uh, and so many others have developed. I think BBC Media Action also did something. I've, I've done a lot of training for journalists, you know, uh, so you know, on these uh, on these issues. And there are lots of materials out there now that are putting this proper use of language across to, to the media, so that they can use the right, you know, expressions. And this will also help in educating people. And of course, when you put this wrong expressions in our laws they, they can be interpreted to mean other things mm. and so when, when 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 we when the media portrays the appropriate language even lawmakers politicians decision makers are educated and so when they are making decisions they use the proper language that will not be misinterpreted in the, in the long run how what do you think are some ways that um, disabilities now have been misrepresented in the media Especially the fact that some of all these misinterpretations or misrepresentations now hinder disability inclusion. How do you think this could be curbed in order for the society and the media now to be disability inclusive? I think um, in most formal programmings like this one, there is a lot of improvement uh, because a lot of training is going on. Like you said, the Abino Foundation has put together this group of journalists for inclusion. That, that's a huge step. This was not existing five, six, ten years back, and it's going to go a long way. I, I know that NUJ2 and other media-related uh, associations have been working with disability groups to, to change mindsets, to build capacity, and so on. That, more of that should be done. Uh, of course, media organizations need to have disability inclusion policies. So it's not enough to just say, oh, we are doing this. You should have policies, and that's what will help to drive sustainability mm. in, in the culture of disability inclusion in every media organization. So I think regulatory agencies like the NBC, 
like the uh, Nigerian National Nigerian, Nigerian Press Council and you know uh, NUG and so on should 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 try to monitor to be sure that it's part of the requirements before any media organization is licensed that they, they, they also have disability inclusion policies so that they will not be portraying this huge you know, uh, fraction of our population in bad lights. And, and of course, a lot and lot of capacity building needs to be done apart from having the policy. Because if you have the policy, your, your, the, 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 okay, the employees should be able to... Hello, good okay. evening. Father Abraham on the line. Father Abraham, good to have you on the program today, sir. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Fine. Well done. You're welcome. Regards to the guests in the studio. Thank you. Good evening, sir. Uh, let me first of all blow our trumpet in FLC and uh, we have uh, a person with disability that shows up to the position of the deputy director. And that's a good example of inclusion in the media and other media organizations that have given persons with disability opportunity to display their talent. And I want to urge others to fall in line too. And I want to commend the media in Nigeria for giving uh, disability group uh, the voice to speak out. And uh, I urge them to continuously educate the society on some of these stereotypes and myths that uh, people are using to discriminate against uh, persons with disability. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Father Abraham. Um, we have less than five minutes to leave the studio, but we have an opportunity to call in and contribute to the program 0915-091-0482 or 0705-14933. We have our guest, an inclusive development specialist, to talk about the role of the media in disability inclusion. The media, it's important, you know, so disability inclusion, especially here in Nigeria. Now, what do you think are some of the challenges that persons with disability face in terms of social inclusion? Because um, on one of our episodes, we talked a lot about stigmatization and the emotional trauma that discrimination could pose now for a person with disability how do you think the media should portray persons with disability in the sense that they are being include, included you know in the social development of the society I, I think the media needs to do a lot of research into uh, diverse culture Nigeria is a very huge you know culturally diverse uh, country and some of our cultures usually do not do too much favor okay. to persons with disabilities, you know. And so th there is a need for the media to investigate more into some of these cultures and then uh, uh, do more to engage those, you know, the, the custodians of this culture mm. to begin to change you know, their mindsets, their beliefs, towards you know being more positive more inclusive uh, the culture is not static you know culture is also you know uh, dynamic, dynamic mm. too and we must not in, in, again in the spirit of the sdgs not be left behind as a nation we can transform our cultures without losing the positives in those culture and of course dropping the negatives and returning them to to meet with the demands of the 21st century 
So there's need for the media to dig deep into some of these you know, negative cultural practices. And then, of course, the laws are there to enforce some of this change, like the Nigerian uh, uh, the Discrimination Against Persons with Disabilities Prohibition Act, mm. you know, and several other subnational laws and policies. They're all there to, 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 to stop some of these problems. But beyond what the law can do, the media can also go a long way to use that powerful you know, tool it has to, to really change mindsets you know, you. and get people to think more positively about people with disabilities. Thank you so much, Dr. Adibukola. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time on the program. Thank you. And that's it on the program today, Disability Inclusion on the Network Service of Radio Nigeria. For more information on the activities of the Albino Foundation, visit our website at www.albinofoundation.org and our various social media platforms for Twitter and Instagram at TAF underscore NIG for Facebook and LinkedIn, the Albino Foundation. That's the handle. Um, the engineer on duty, many thanks. Now the studio manager has been Prince Ugueze Afoni. This program is part by the European Union and the Albino Foundation. Special thanks to the team of producers, Kende Ogubita, Victor Onoli, Chisum Uche Unilofo. My name is Jennifer Ogo, urging you to have a splendid weekend and bye for now. Lion reverse.